welcome. My name is Tim. I'm Dante. And I'm Herfie Durfee. And this is a very special episode of Go Mode, a link to the past randomizer podcast. Somehow, some way against all odds, we have managed to make it to two years of making this show about this niche game, A Link to the Past Randomizer, and I just could not be happier to be doing it with you two fellas. <laughs> Yay! Two years Ooh, of celebration. This. Heck yeah. Um, cool. So, yeah. Uh, so, we, we weren't really sure exactly what to do about this episode. Uh, so, for, for those of you checking this out, you may have been expecting the mentor tournament wrap-up, and I want to let you know that we will get to that. Um, the winner was gracious enough to uh, defer to next week. They're going to be on and we'll speak with them. Uh, but right now, you know, it's it's pretty close to actually as on the day that we record this, we're recording this on the day that the podcast first released, which is August 15th. So oh, this crazy. is pretty much as close to a two year anniversary as you can you know reasonably get mm-hmm. uh, to, to align with our recording schedule. So we wanted to celebrate that. And um we also wanted to have a little bit of time pass, or at least I did, between the end of the tournament, which has ended, and us talking about it. And we got a lot of really great feedback and stuff, too. But um, before I get too much into that, uh, I want to hear I want to hear from Dante and, um, you know, just tell us very briefly before we get into our news, what's it been like being on Go Mode so far? Uh, I've enjoyed it. Um, I mean, nothing – it's the, – the hardest part, I think, was maybe <laughs> – the second, Extremely the second convincing, my good sir. Yeah, it's all right, I guess. I mean, it's a living. I, I think the the biggest um, the biggest thing was probably the second episode I did, where I was like, "Oh man, I'm gonna let these guys down" because I'm at GDQ and I'm in a closet recording this. But oh my gosh, I, you know, yeah. I was so impressed that you squeezed into the closet to get good sound quality. It was it was well done. It was uh, the 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 links I went to. Um, not saying that I'm great, but I mean I am, but I'm not. Uh, no, I mean honestly, it, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, it's been it was super cool uh, hanging with you guys. You know, meeting you guys back at uh, SGL twenty. I about said twenty twenty. That's not a thing. Twenty nineteen. Rip. And um, yeah, I mean it was. It's been super awesome getting closer to you guys and doing this. Like I mean, I love talking about this game. I love playing this game. Apparently, I like trying to help with the rules for this game too. I I I don't know what my problem is. I need I need a new hobby. Definitely not a problem from from my perspective. We are happy to have you and your insights. Um, and and I will I'll definitely get more and more into it as we get into our feature. So yeah, this time we we weren't quite sure what to do, and we decided to just let's just have a very loose conversation, talk about the last two years, rando, non-rando, the future of the show. Um, so we will get into all of that. But another thing about uh, August fifteenth, twenty twenty, as we record this, is sort of a lot has happened in the community. So I think this is going to be a pretty news-heavy episode. So I think I think you know things will balance out pretty nicely. Uh, so with that, let's go ahead and jump into the news. So first thing, of course, uh, tournament that is here at home, the mentor tournament, as I managed, as I mentioned before, has finished uh, and huge, huge congratulations and GG's to the winner, Floyd 44. Uh, huge congratulations, Ooh. made it all the way through the Swiss into the gold bracket to the final game and went uh, uh, 2-0 against uh, Schuppel. So huge shout outs to Floyd. 
Um, and like I mentioned, we will have them on in two weeks. Very excited to have them on. Uh, you know, we interviewed them, uh, Dante and I did after their game two. Um, and, and just that even talking to them was fun. Uh, there's a really great story that I can't wait for you to hear about the, <laughs> something that happened during the finals race. So, uh, very much looking forward to having him on. And we have so much to talk about when it comes to the mentor tournament next time. Uh, we've got a lot of great feedback from racers and mentors and volunteers and even just part, you know, uh, viewers. Um, so I'm really excited to share some of that. I feel like after this year, after the second year of it, I know for sure exactly what the format and the system of next year should be. So that's going to be my like teaser for next episode. And that's all I'll say for now. I don't want to spend too much time talking about it since we'll get into so much detail next week. But I did want to give you guys an opportunity. If each of you wants to take like 30 seconds or so, um, just brief final thoughts on the mentor tournament. Uh, Ready, set, go. Sure, I'll start. Uh, basically, all I'm going to say, as you said, we we're, our next episode is going to be all about the mentor tournament. So all I'm going to say is uh, a big thank you to everyone involved. A big thank you to my two co-hosts for you know supporting everything, making everything possible. A big thank you to our admins for making the whole thing work and run smoothly all the way through. A big thanks to all our volunteers who volunteered their time to track or commentate or restream or do whatever they wanted. A uh, big thank you to the runners for, you know, taking part in this. Without them, it wouldn't be possible. And last but not least, a big thanks to all the viewers. Uh, we wouldn't have so many successful restreams if it wasn't for you guys watching. Awesome. Dante, you're up. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's me. All right. So ditto to what Herf said. And now that I've got like 28 seconds left, I'll keep the Discord persona up. And uh, I guess I'll just say that we finally got the Discord channels balanced, as they should be. Um, it was nice being able to snap away a whole lot of channels, and that, that's it. <laughs> Perfectly balanced, as all things should be. It was quite, quite a treat. As someone who enjoys a nice, clean Discord, I have to admit I took a little bit of pleasure in seeing the list just go down and down and down. Uh, to something a little more manageable. And our hope is that all those folks that were in those mentor tournament channels will make the shift a little bit upwards in the category list and just hang out, you know, continue to hang out with us in general. Um, we had a lot of requests to keep the learning channel, uh, like three or four people pinged. We're like, hey, don't don't delete this one. Little did they know that that learning channel is from the first tournament and survived that one because people didn't want it to go away. It's persistent. So, yeah, yeah. People really love the learning channel. And I you can see why if you just kind of scroll around in there. Uh, it's a perfect kind of lab workshop. Uh, it's the perfect place to go in and ask a dumb question. It's something that you're maybe embarrassed or afraid to ask or a strat for a room that like other people think is super easy or, hey, this setup for this trick doesn't work. Does anyone have any alternate setups? Uh, it, it seems to be the perfect kind of place for that sort of discussion. So that's definitely sticking around. And um you know, if you haven't checked out our Discord, that could be a good uh, reason to, to check it out. It's, it's a very valuable channel in terms of randomizer knowledge. Uh, but okay, I'm going to cap it there for the Mentor Tournament. Like I said, check us out next uh, next episode. We will get really in-depth with that um, and, and have an interview with our winner. Uh, but now, uh, as we move on, I did want to drop into each of the tournaments that we've been mentioning. I kind of just did a quick look into each of their challenges to see if there was anything interesting in any of them. And we do have some results uh, from a few of them. So first one, actually, I'm going to pass it over to Dante. I feel like you're kind of our tourney correspondent, tourney respondent. Uh, 
so tell us about this spoiler tournament result. Uh, what happened? Well, uh, let's see. We had basically Kyong steamrolling everybody yeah. in Swiss, in brackets. It was quite the show. Um, and then I think I may have jinxed him last episode by saying I'd be super surprised if, you know, he didn't win. And Aussie uh, decides to not make any mistakes in finals. And unfortunately for Kyong, had a couple mistakes. Um, a very unfortunate scenario, I think, in game two where he, like a hotkey potentially, uh, messed up on his SNES Classic and caused him to reset his game and lost a, a full dungeon's worth of progress. And in spoiler, that's kind of the end. Uh, so Aussie ended up winning 2-0 against Kyong and is wow. the 2020 spoiler champion. Uh, and and d please don't take the way I worded that as saying Aussie didn't deserve it or anything because Aussie put on a heck of a show as far as execution throughout this whole tournament as well. Uh, just, you know, not going, you know, only one person in Swiss is really going to go undefeated. And that was, you know, Kyong in the way things happen. But, uh, but yeah, congrats to Aussie. It was a super impressive thing to watch. Yeah, I, I think, you know, when when we're talking about randomizer and these are all you know, real people playing the game, just doing their best. Um, it's it's hard to say like, oh, this is this match is favored to this person versus that person. But there's absolutely no denying. You know, we mentioned it several times on this show. Kyung was dominating this tournament, went undefeated in groups, and then went undefeated into the finals. And we all said it, every single one of us. Kyung too strong. So for for Os to come in there and and go two and zero against them, I mean that's. That's an underdog story. That's absolutely huge. So yeah, huge shout outs to them. I hate to hear about the uh, technical difficulty. I mean, you'd never want that to be what decides a game, um, especially when it's the game two like that. And there could have been a turnaround, but um, that's the the rando gods have decreed it, I guess, right? Yeah, and and one thing basically in that was uh, I think in both games, Kyung may, uh, took a death to Vidi. You know, obviously one of the mm. toughest bosses in the game. You know, I guess Vidi had enough and clapped back, and unfortunately, Kyung was in the way. Um, Yikes. Yeah, I, congrats to both of them. I mean, top two, even top four in uh, Spoiler is super impressive. It, it's a very stressful and very hard mode because it's not only mentally draining, but, you know, uh, you know, execution will say physically draining as well because you have to be on point. Yeah. When you're looking through that spoiler and, and, you know, think about this at the top levels, you want to pare that thing down to the absolute least amount of items you can possibly get away with, which means like absolutely insane low percentage situations. So even being in a, in a bracket in this tournament, I think from an execution standpoint is super impressive. All right, uh, moving along, another tournament uh, that has a little bit of motion to it, these German Speed Gaming Live 2020 qualifiers. Uh, they are competing for a plane ride to America in 2021, a little over a year from now. Uh, and we are down to the finals of that one. Let me just double check, make sure nothing has happened since the last time I looked. Okay, yeah, it looks like we are currently at our finals match as we record this on the 15th. Uh, Illis versus Thelane in the finals. So uh, we will see who comes out on top and let you know, I guess, next episode. Anybody have any insights into this or should we move on? No, not really any insights. Uh, good luck to my boy, the lane, of course. 
Uh, that's really all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, I've met Thelaine. I haven't met Illis. So I guess if I had to pick a, a fave going in, I, I, that's who I would pick too. But um, good luck to both of them for sure. Yeah, it's going to be super exciting to watch both of them very good at the game. So, uh, I mean, obviously if they're in finals. I feel like the uh, the German community is just a really stacked, smaller right? subset of the community. So um, both of them, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how these uh, this match plays out. Absolutely. And we will let you know next time. Okay, so this one is probably, we're probably going to have to dig into this a little bit. But first, I'm just going to, I'm going to send it straight over to Dante because he's got much more kind of firsthand knowledge of this. But the Racing Council has made a pretty big decision. Dante, why don't you tell us about it? So auto tracking is now race legal. I can't wait to tell Axe that we just now decided that. (laughs) (laughs) So this is, there's been a lot of discussion with this. So there was a kind of our thought process, and I'm going to try to sum this up where it's not like a 50 minute, you know, rant. So there was a survey when there was the big backlash, uh, Mentos man at the time, or now known as Penny Royal oil, uh, sent out that survey and the biggest complaint from people was the dark rooms and the lack of availability. Uh, Mainly the dark rooms were the biggest uh, complaint. As it stands now, there is that fix. So the dark room items show up. You know exactly what you get. You're at no disadvantage. You don't have to check your menu. So we thought this was a good time uh, to implement this. We see no real gain for anybody. You know, at, at the top level, there's not going to be anything, I think, that changes from this. And that also being said, right now, Ladder is not allowing it. They're perfectly within their right to do so. The Racing Council has no, uh, you know, jurisdiction over the Ladder. So that's Dunka's thing. And we totally are on board with his de- whatever decision he decides to make. So like don't don't think this is like an us versus them thing. I don't think anybody really did, but I did want to like at least clarify that. Um mm-hmm. we've also felt that and apparently people really liked my way of de- deciding this. We're not going to allow the tracking of the item counts inside of the dungeon with auto tracking. The reason okay. the reason for this is it's a very think of an ALTTPR seed as a puzzle and inside that puzzle there are smaller subset puzzles those dungeons are those smaller subset puzzles where you kind of have to think through the key logic you have to think through you know hey did i get the compass or the map yet you know what kind of progression can i get what actually is in logic for me to get right now as far as the chess count goes that's one reason we just felt like that would you know, keep a little bit of the integrity that the people like the naysayers want. The other thing with that is some of the people who were kind of on the fence thought that was a good, uh, I guess, ba- like balance. Compromise. Yeah, compromise is the word I guess I should look for there. So mm-hmm. um, I was on the fence about that. I was like, I'll take it or leave it. We'll see what happens. In uh, keeping in mind, the votes were published in Racing Council, uh, you know, hashtag Racing Council for the main Discord, that channel. They've actually pinned that. Um, you can go through and see the history of all the votes. And the thing was, keep in mind, this was something to overturn. So we had to have the 66 or two-thirds majority 
So we needed 10 votes out of 15 for this to pass. So the things that did pass got 10 out of 15 votes at minimum. So that it's kind of overwhelming in my mind, you know, as far as, you know, it, it didn't just squeak by, I guess, as a way of putting it. Yeah, certainly. Um, are the votes public? Uh, the way it's, it's basically screen caps of how we do the votes. Right. So it's okay. not, uh, I don't think it has the breakdown of who voted for what, but it shows the number of, okay, here's, you know, we had this many people vote. Yes. This many people vote. No, this many abstain. If, yeah, it's know. like a Discord uh, message, and then people react like thumbs up or thumbs down, basically, right? Yeah, we used it. We 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 we, we use different emotes for fun, but <laughs> you know. I'd love to see some of the emotes that y'all use. We, well, we have to use ones. Obviously, not everyone has Nitro, so we use the ones that are you know on the ALTTPR Discord. Most of them are pertaining to the game. Uh, and then you take the screenshots. So correct. There's a little bit of a modicum of decorum there. Yeah. Um, so this is, I mean, this is pretty big. Like I, I was joking before, like this, we were arguing about this and wondering if, if a decision would ever be reached over a year ago. Um, this is perfect for as like a two year episode update because it feels like it's been this long, uh, journey for auto tracking since it was introduced. And then February, 2019, I think it was, there was this whole blow up drama bomb of allowing it and then quickly taking it back and drama around that. And, um, you know, a lot of the hurdles have been um, hurdled, and now here we are. It's finally legal, so I guess we gotta go figure this out. You know, I've I've auto tracked before. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit of a change, but ultimately, overall, I guess I'll I'll cap this off by saying I think this is good. I think we'll get used to it, and I am in favor of it as well. I'm looking forward to a new auto tracking experience with all my races. Also, let me let me throw this in. So okay. at, the, at the time, there was only Emo Tracker, and mm -hmm. that was only available on the Windows platform for people to use. At this point, there's another tracker called Open Tracker. It's available on Windows, Mac, and Linux, from what I understand. Uh, all both of those have been updated. Uh, Emo Tracker actually did not have to be updated. I think Open Tracker did not either. I could be wrong on that. There may have been one slight tweak. Either way, both of those are race legal for race time and SRL races. Again, if you're playing ladder, please do not do that until Dunka says, hey, you're good to do so. Also, keeping in mind that league, tournaments, whatever, they do make their own rules as well. They could just say, we're using the standard rule set. They could say, hey, it's banned. So make sure you read your rules. We're not trying to cause a divide in the community, obviously, but... If a if a, a tournament does decide to not use it, um, make sure you respect their decision for that. Yeah, and let's go back to the latter. I I was pretty surprised to hear that they were not going to allow it. Um, you know, going into season three. Now, uh, Dunka did say that he, they would take another look at it, uh, bring it to the uh, you know latter panel, and I guess this would be a perfect time to turn it over to Herf. But uh, Herf, <laughs> do you know anything about the the decision there? Uh, well, I mean, what I can tell you about it is that Danka has said no to auto-tracking since the start of the ladder, mm -hmm. and uh, he's also numerous times mentioned that that's one of the lines that he's not willing to cross. And as far as I understand it, his biggest problem, which is also a problem for him on the normal trackers, is the map logic tracking where, you know, it switches the little squares from red to green or yellow or whatever is accessible and stuff like that. 
And uh, he, he's not a fan of that because if you're auto-tracking your items and then suddenly your map tracker updates and shows you where, you know, the biggest density of items is or something like that, he, he feels like that's not a good thing. And uh, he's also against it for normal trackers. It is a part of his tracker, but only because it's forked from cross-product original tracker and people will probably be driving him insane if he suddenly disabled the map. <laughs> but... Uh, <clears throat> I think that's that's his biggest hurdle. So for him, I think he also talked about that as far as the council voting goes. And I think the council voting, I haven't looked at it in super big detail, but I believe they also split that part out as a individual vote. Yeah. <clears throat> and it was allowed uh, from the council standpoint, but I feel like that's probably Dunka's biggest hang up if I had to guess. That is a bold stance, and I, I can definitely see a case being made for it of like that's, you know, you, you should know the game well enough to know where you can and can't go depending on the items you get. Like there, I, I think when I first started playing this game, and a lot of people probably felt the same way, when you find out that you can track and and that, it you know, most people, you use a tracker that mm -hmm. tells you where to go, it almost seems like unfair, like, you know, like you're using a... Uh, a tool like it's tool assisted race basically you know and then yeah. you kind of get into the community and you realize like no it's actually there's still plenty of game to play and and have these things you know tracked for you but yeah i wish we would have talked more with dunka when he was on the show about that because i would love to hear you know his his uh stance on that specifically there's just for him and i can see where he's coming from despite using like a map tracker myself even though i'm not yeah. using an auto tracker it's just like a clear divide for him where one tracks like just your items and doesn't give you any additional information, so to speak. It just shows you what you could see if you press start in your game, basically. While the other one is making like not necessarily logical decisions for you, but, you know, for the sake of argument, the logical decisions for you where it's like, hey, the logic opened up in the pod area or you can now access East Dark Death Mountain or something like that. Or, you know, if it, if every single item check is a box and you click it when you have seen it, so you at least can keep track of where you've been, yeah. but you're not getting info about where to go. Exactly. That would, that'd probably be okay, right? Yeah, yeah I think his, that would be less of a problem. Yeah. If it was just a pure location tracker and not like a, hey, I'm showing you if you can go here or not tracker, then it would also be a different kind of discussion, I would assume. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, so, yeah, again, pretty huge decision. Very much looking forward to seeing how the community at large adapts this. Um, I guess I'll, you know, I'll be trying to get it going because I don't want to be that sucker that's still, you know, clicking around with his mouse when everybody else is in the future. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll two, we'll keep you updated on that. So two quick uh, things to add to that. Yeah. Go um, ahead. So as the day we're recording this, there's going to be an announcement that goes out from Synac with a document that basically has a roadmap for people who are tracker developers oh, great. to, you know, get their tracker compliant and make it auto tracking, you know, accessible. Uh, nice. There's also something in development for those, from what I understand, that uh, those who do run a web-based tracker for that uh, also to get, you know, a roadmap to how to get those working as well. So you don't have to install something on your PC or your computer if you don't want to. So that's... That's something that's kind of, you know, on the horizon. Uh, it'll probably, you know, the at least the first roadmap will probably, like I said, it's supposed to go out today, so it should be out by the time this episode goes out. That's awesome. That that's very cool. That will be helpful. 
did you say there was two things? I don't want to move on before you. Uh, yeah, I did, and I'm gonna be honest. I already forgot what the other one was. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, the main thing I wanted to get out there was that roadmap. That's that's uh, yeah. you know, important that's, because that's really cool. We don't yeah. want it to just be emo and uh, you know, open tracker as the two options. And you know, it's kind of like why, you know, that was kind of an argument. And I guess the thought is, why would you make a tool for this if it's not gonna get used? You know, so mm-hmm. now there's a little bit of accessibility out there, and now we're going to make it widely accessible for the tracker devs that want to. Um, in I guess, in in statement. <laughs> gotcha, uh, Dante. There was one other thing that I wanted to mention uh, after you know the term three council was decided upon and maybe sworn in. You know, I didn't. We didn't hear any feedback about if people would care about us swearing <laughs> in future uh, ceremony. So I, I guess I was wrong you. about that. Yeah, you were right. Uh, but I did want to mention that you guys got apparently got together and chose uh, the leaders of this term, and you are one of them, so GG to you. Uh, who are the other two? Uh, P-Train and Scary Olive. So we have two of the same leaders from last time, uh, and uh, with the addition of Scary Olive, um, one of the, I guess, higher-ups as well in the French community. Uh, really glad to have him on board as a leader. Um, very valuable. You know, everyone's a valuable council member at this point. But, uh, you know, having people who want to kind of do the, the paperwork as well uh, with the announcements and such, um, it's always it's always nice to have people step up for that. I, I mean, you say GG. Uh, I mean, I'll be 100% clear. Uh, this We had three people sign up to be a leader in this term. <laughs> I mean, we did have a lot of turnover this time. So with those three people, we needed three leaders. So we got three leaders. It was basically a no contest vote. So we... Uh, I, to quote Pete Train, very thankful that, you know, the other council members at least uh, have enough confidence in us, you know, to, you know, be the ones who type up the announcements and not make all the grammatical errors that I normally do when, you know, I type up a draft. Yeah, <laughs> you do a good job. You do fine. Um, well, yeah, I guess I'll change the GG to a GL. And yeah, thanks. Thanks for the that. good luck. Hand, We're going to need it. Hand that to you. Yeah. And, and now you have that. Um, okay. All right. Moving on to our next little bit of news. So ladder season three is getting ready to kick off. I think it will have already started by the time this episode comes out. So has just begun. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about, you know, the modes uh, that will be included in, in season three in just a moment. But before we do, uh, we have to discuss something that happened at the end of season two. Uh, now this is a little delicate, uh, because it's kind of an ongoing sort of thing. It's kind of a volatile situation. And my two co-hosts here, Dante and Herf, are both involved in it in some way. Uh, Dante, because he is, you know, on the racing council, and Herf, because he's a ladder mod. So if y'all want to go ahead and mute your mics or something <laughs> like that, uh, we have to talk about this because it's undeniably community news and people deserve to know, but I can definitely understand how, if you don't want to comment or anything like that. So um, I'll just go ahead and jump in. Uh, the would be leader of the season two ladder, the points leader, number one at the top of the leaderboard uh, was named Michael 1985. And uh, at the conclusion of his final season two race, he received a message from Big Dunka letting him know that he had been uh, essentially a case had been made against him uh, that he was cheating. And it was brought against the it was brought to the ladder uh, panel and it 
they unanimously decided, yes, it looks like this person is cheating, and they banned him and removed him from the ladder and the results of all of his races, which even then changed the you know the standings of of uh, of other people. So this sent a huge ripple through the ladder. Obviously, he you know to see the points leader go out is going to be pretty shocking. But um, so <laughs> so after this match, um, there were sixty people in this person's chat just listening to him go on for. He had a timer running actually for most of it, but uh, hours, hours, and hours after his race just uh, an expletive filled rant um just talking about all of these people and how mad he was it was just i'll just, i don't mind saying it was it was embarrassing whether this person was cheating or not that was just not the right thing to do and it was it was really kind of a, a show um yeah it, it was quite explosive and I, I almost don't even want to talk about it too much because clearly this person just wants attention and i'm not here to give them that i i, I would rather just th- we all just move on without them because it's clearly not the kind of person that we want in our community who's going to be doing this but um yeah that, that happened uh that was it was quite explosive and uh really just um yeah yeah so Anyway, let's move on from that. Now you know about it. Uh, kudos to the latter and their panel. I know this wasn't easy, you know, dealing with a person like this and having to make a decree like that. But I know how seriously Big Dunka takes competition and uh, providing a platform for fair competition. And I know that he would not do something like this unless he was a thousand percent sure and had the right kind of evidence to know that this person was trying to skirt the rules and cheating. So, you know, if this happened, uh, you know, I, I, I'm definitely in favor of it. I understand it. And I uh, hope we can all move on and, and that this maybe serves as a lesson to would-be cheaters on the ladder and in the community in general. Um, so that's, I guess, all we'll say about that. Uh, <laughs> Dante and her, if you guys can turn your mics back on. And uh, so season three, uh, that should be fun. Um, Herb, tell us a little bit about season three and what that will hold for us. Uh, I mean, basically all I have or all I can say about season three is that I hope you like his sanity. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I mean, uh, I've had this talk with Zanka as well, and um, we're kind of in a mix of amusement and frustration because it's what the people voted in. We didn't do anything. We didn't screw any votes. We didn't ignore anything. We gave everyone all the options and that's what the people voted for. Hmm. And uh, I don't know why. Are, yeah, well, we don't either, but that's what they wanted. So <laughs> what you're going to do, that's what won. People, you know, it's it just gets kind of frustrating when people end up then starting to argue against like the voting system. Oh, you shouldn't have used weighted you know, weighted votes and you should have done this differently and you should have kept it to a key sanity mode for each, you know, vote or something like that. It's it's just, you can't ever make everyone happy. I think we've said this about like 50 different things regarding Rando so far in our podcast life, but whatever the decision is, uh, it's not going to make everyone happy. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I can just tell you guys that uh, Danko was very close to just saying F it and uh, choosing modes himself instead of actually making it a vote. So wow. if people will prefer that, 
well, we can do that for next season, maybe, maybe for season four. <laughs> but uh, I hope you guys like inverted whatever inverted the hell. keys. Yeah, yeah, the mode of kings. Mm-hmm. As we're gonna say, yeah, I don't know. Honestly, speaking as a player and as speaking as someone who enjoys harder modes as well as someone who likes variety, we'll say, uh, I'm totally on board is Dunka's ladder i'm totally on board with him picking modes uh, i mean same and i i, I I'm, I'm you know i'm not trying to like incite that you know at all but i i my opinion with that i'd love to hear what our listeners have to think about or have to say about it my thought here is you know i worry with the voting just seeing how it's going i know we had endomizer last time and then people complained about that obviously people mm-hmm. are going to complain it's just like you know, any rules you make, it's a lose-lose, you know? You're going to have people who are happy, people who are mad, and people who are mad are going to be really mad. The end, yeah. you know? But yeah. my thought is, you know, if if someone's saying, okay, well, here's a nice rotation, seasons one, two, three, four, five, six, whatever, have these modes, we don't get any repeats. I worry with the voting we could potentially just kind of see a back and forth, like, Season three is going to have these modes, and then season four, we're going to go to this mode, and season five, we go right back to what was in season three. You know, I don't know how Dunka would want to do that. Obviously, if he took, it would be alleviated by taking those modes off of the voting sheet for a while, and that would kind of take the him out of the crosshairs, you know, by letting the community still vote on it. Either way, as long as we see some variety, I'm okay with Key Sanity and stuff being in. I'm looking forward to playing it, um, but... You know, I'm really, I guess as a player, I am very, very, very sad that my schedule just didn't work out that uh, that much this season to play Enemizer because I was super excited for it. And all three Enemizer seeds that I got to play, yeah, I know, only three, um, I, I, I won, but they were all miserable in a way of logic, not so much the enemies. But, you know, I, I hope we get to see that again at some point. Hmm. I want to go back to something you were saying about, you know, collecting feedback, because this is something that was actually being discussed in our Discord yesterday in relation to something else, I think, Racing Council. And it, 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 it I think it's a conversation worth having. It's something that does come up a lot in our community. There's a real balance to strike between a governing body, if you will, making the decisions and just saying, okay, this is what it's going to be. We'll do this and this and this. And, uh, you know... The opposite of that, which is a 100% democracy and saying, okay, everybody vote and whatever it is, that's what it's going to be. Every single process we have, we're going to kick it to the community and let them decide, depending on what the majority is, what we should do. Uh, That sounds ideal, but then it kind of takes away any authority from that governing group. To, to where like, you know, they're, they're like outsourcing all of their decision making. Like, what, what are they even doing here? You know, why were mm-hmm. they elected or brought to their position to do what they're going to do? Right. But then on the other side, when it does get super authoritarian to keep up with the government thing, it's like when you make all the decisions, it's like, wow, like, does anyone care what we think at all? We're the ones actually playing this. So you do have to strike that, that balance. And I do feel like um, a lot of our community is really used to that voting kind of thing. And I wonder if it wouldn't make more sense to maybe let some people make some decisions and see how those play out and then learn from them and, you know, trust those people to make those decisions instead of kicking it to the community all the time. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, that's kind of why I, I decided to volunteer for Racing Council initially was I wanted to, you know, help out in what I thought was best for the community, not best for me, per se, you know, best for the community as a whole. Obviously, yes, it does. You know, I do take into account how much I enjoy whatever decision is made. But the the, the problem with the feedback. So let's say I'm going to use Dunka's ladder as an example, just because I'm not involved in that. So let's say he took the feedback and then he published said feedback and said, these modes suck. We're doing this instead. It looks really bad. Um, and then if he just says, all right, we're going to do exactly what you guys said, then, you know, he's got no decisions to make, which is fine. He doesn't have like a ladder council <laughs> for lack yeah. of better phrasing. So, um, yeah, that that's kind of my thought is like, let, let the people make, let them make it like, let him, the people in charge make a decision. Uh, I think they have not their, I, I trust that if Dunka was making the decision for the modes, it would not be something that benefits him and only him. It would be right. what he thinks is best. What he thinks is best. Yeah. Exactly. For the community. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So that's, I think that's it for the latter. Uh, you know, I didn't get to play as much as I wanted to in season two. Um, and I had kind of like a middling sort of result. I was like 50% wins losses. Um, uh, but I always enjoy the, you know, one-on-one -on -one races. Uh, I, I will definitely be around for ladder season three. It's unfortunate that there's not as many modes that I would play, but like I was just saying, you know, like, I'm I'm a part of the community and whatever it ends up being like I'm I'm still here you know I'll just I'll get in when I can on the ones that I like. So. Did you guys know that I have a hundred percent win rate in season two? Ooh, you yeah, do. I, I played in one one race. Oh man, I was gonna let you not say the amount, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, you were you're too it, honest. Yeah, it it didn't get any better than that. But hey, I won that race, so whatever. Nice, GG. All right, so uh, next up, just kind of looking at the outline here, we have... Wait, did you guys hear that? Yeah, did I someone did. just join the voice chat or something? Someone just joined the call? Let me look real quick. Oh, my God. Hey, I would, I, is this the right channel? <laughs> oh, wow. Look who it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Axial hey. himself. Uh, what, oh what's gosh. shaking, fellas? Welcome back to the show, Axial. Thank you so much for, well, for uh, jumping in and joining us. Well, well thank you for, for having me. I, uh, I feel very honored to... Uh, to jump in here on this anniversary episode absolutely so we uh we have not really chatted a whole lot um before now uh, totally seriously um so all of this is, is not just like us asking questions for the sake of you as the viewer hearing it we're going to be asking a lot of these questions of axial because we genuinely don't know the answers so with that being said axial let's start with just like how the hell you been, man? What's uh, what's been uh, going on? So it's been good. Um, you know, uh, let's see. So since last August, uh, I have uh, gotten married. Uh, my wife and I bought a new house. Uh, I got uh, promoted at work, which means I got to work even more. Uh, oh, and there's this uh, this thing called coronavirus, and so I haven't left my house in uh, six months. So you're in the um the one bedroom with with the missus? No, we now have a uh, a three bedroom townhouse. Yes. And uh, I have an actual office that is great for working from home but also for uh, recording podcasts because uh it can actually be silent in here and uh, Tim doesn't <laughs> have to tear his hair out doing uh, audio engineering. Love it. That's awesome. <laughs> 
Um, so what, uh, what sort of games have you been playing lately? Yeah. So lately what I, I've actually gotten really, really into Magic the Gathering and I was always into it as a younger fellow, but now that there's an actual online way to play, uh, I play that a lot before the uh, pandemic. I was playing a lot with my friends in uh, paper, but, uh, I play a lot of that and, uh, you know, I know you guys might have some other questions, so I'll save why. Uh, I'm super into that these days, but, um, yeah, that's the, that's the main thing I'm playing. Uh, I'm also really excited for, uh, Star Wars Squadrons because I, uh, before I started playing Randomizer, I tried to, uh, become a speedrunner of the classic PC game TIE Fighter, uh, and mm. I discovered that, uh, A, the just getting it set up was really hard. And B, there wasn't very much interest in the community, so that sort of died. Um, but uh, now that there apparently is a spiritual sequel to the series coming out in October, I'm very excited for that. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much what I've been playing. That's awesome. Um, so uh, I, I, you, we we have talked just a little bit, and one of the things that you've mentioned because I wanted to make sure this was a you know something you wanted to like get into or whatever was to talk to you about Rando. You know, yeah. you were the host of this show and obviously it was something you were really passionate about. And then, um, you know, sort of near the end, uh, I remember you mentioning that it had been a while since you played and you told me that you hadn't really played even since then. So it's been yep. maybe almost a year or so since you last yeah, played. Yeah, I, I don't, I think it's probably been about a year since I've played. Um, so I guess the big question is, you know, why did I stop playing? So do you guys want me to get into that? Yeah, definitely. I just want to know what it's like to not be addicted to the drug anymore. <laughs> like you've been clean for a year. That's imp- that's impressive, you know, with the, yeah. the rando. So yeah. So I'll I'll talk I'll I'll, I'll kind of outline why and then I kind of am curious how things have have developed now and uh, maybe you got some surprises, but For sure. For okay, so for me, you know, I think I'm trying to remember what the last time I actually played was. I think it was probably Probably about now, last year, because I think I was in the tournament. And after the tournament, I kind of sat down because, you know, I didn't, I I just was kind of on the bubble and and didn't make it in. And so I kind of sat down and thought to myself and I was like, okay, you know, let's look at the the folks who are getting in and and how they play and how they do. And I I saw where they were and I saw where I was and I was like, well, I I could get there, but... I'm going to need to put in a lot of work because I think when I kind of quit my, my average time was usually in the like, you know, 150 to two hour range. My, my PB was under 130, but that only happened once. And I had a couple sub 140s. Um, and, and so I was like, all right, you know, I, I definitely am capable of doing that. But the main problem was I was like, all right, if I do one run of Rand, you know, right now I kind of was thinking something like, okay, I do about... I run a week, maybe two. And, you know, to be blunt, if I want to actually get really good at this game, I need to be doing a lot more than that. And looking at how my kind of life schedule was, you know, at the time I was just in the process of, of getting promoted into to management where I work. And, uh, you know, with that came a lot, you know, they, they said, hey, get get ready to work a lot more. And it's it's been true. I, uh, I went from, uh, you know, kind of doing maybe, you know, 45, 50 hours a week to, now it's, you know, a lot of weekend work and uh, a lot of late nights, even though we are uh, all in the pandemic. And so I said to myself, OK, look, if I'm going to have 
a hobby, you know, I, it, and, it, and it's going to be two hours because you can't really stop and, and restart and, and have a good sense of, you know, what's going on just because you'll forget what you mm-hmm. checked. You'll, you can't race it. it. It becomes really difficult when you're working till, you know, seven, eight o'clock at night. And then you want to spend some time with your spouse, you know, eat dinner. And suddenly you're like, okay, it's 1030. I could play rando for two hours and then I'm going to bed at, you know, 1230 or one. Or I could do something else and, you know, get to bed at a reasonable hour. And kind of the same thing on the weekend. It's like, all right, I maybe have a call it three to four hour chunk of time where I can play some games. And it's like either I can play one thing a rando or, you know, I can do something else. I can, you know, do a, a uh, you know, a draft run in, in Magic Arena. I can, you know, play another game that uh, I have in my, my giant Steam backlog. Uh, and I, I kind of sat down and thought to myself, okay, look, uh, if I keep where I'm at, I know everybody else is getting a lot better. I know there's lots of tricks that are, are getting developed and I don't even have time to practice these tricks that all, you know, I already am not very good at much less new ones. And so I kind of mentally, it was never a conscious decision until I talked to you guys about quitting. And that was when I think it kind of, it, it sort of gelled in my mind. Like, yeah. So the reason I don't play this anymore is just there, there's just a lack of, solid two-ish hour blocks of time. And the other factor, too, was looking at the way tournaments work and the way that, uh, you know, that's structured. A lot of times it would be like, okay, let's say I enter a tournament. You know, I got to find a two-hour chunk of time somewhere, and it's just hard to do. Like, there's plenty of nights where, you know, it's, again, like, you know, 10, 10.30, and I'm like, cool, I've got, you know, an hour hour and a half maybe but um you know maybe I, I get interrupted or i need to go you know take care of something in the house because you know owning a house means stuff is always breaking and so the inability to just stop what i'm doing too and and go take care of things is uh, another thing that kind of <laughs> you know it is a pu- real push challenge, me away from i will it. say yeah and yeah. It, it it sucks though because it is a very fun game to play and I it loved the time that I played it, you know, loved you guys and, and being involved in the podcast, but just kind of as my, my life changed, as you, you know, you grow older, your life changes, uh, it, it just was like, look, I can either make, it was like, either this can be the only hobby I have, or I, I have to quit because I know I'm just going to not, I'm going to kind of plateau skill wise and, uh, it's just going to get really frustrating to play. So rather than kind of force it and then actually find that, oh, I hate this game and I hate doing it, I just kind of <laughs> let it naturally sort of ebb away. Yeah. I feel like I hate this game sometimes too. But <laughs> I, I, I think all. the difference is, yeah, like I feel like if it's been a long time, I honestly legitimately feel this like craving. Like, God, I've, I've I just feel like I haven't played in a long time. I really want to play. And then I sit down and play and I'm having a bunch of fun. And then, you know, things can vary wildly from there. But I think, <laughs> you know, this is interesting because it's a hobby. We all, we make time for what we want to do and, and for our hobbies. So like, you know, if you wanted to sit down and, and grind out these glitches and all that, certainly you could have. But I think what's more important is like, it wasn't what you wanted 
to do. And I think that's interesting. And it sounds like kind of what you're saying is being competitive was something that was important to you. And it didn't feel like something you felt like you had the time or drive or whatever to like get to that level of yeah, competitiveness I, that you want to. Yeah. And I'm, I'm generally a, a pretty competitive person. I think I've talked mm-hmm. in the past on the podcast, you know, when I was in high school, I ran cross country and track. And when I was in college, I played ultimate Frisbee and, and beyond college. And I, I'm, you know, I'm not cutthroat competitive. I'm not gonna, you know, you know, smack somebody in the ankles when I'm, I'm playing basketball to, trip them up or anything but <laughs> that's your example of super competitive <laughs> behavior <laughs> but you know I, I i enjoy winning because and i enjoy uh you know competing against other people and uh you know the fact that i kind of knew in the back of my head like look x you're you're you know if you want to get better you got to put in a lot of time and i kind of looked at it and said i don't really have the time to put into it and i get frustrated when i know i could be better and it's just my own lack of practice effectively that's keeping me from it and uh i I think it it really stuck out in my mind in the um in the the last tournament i played in uh you know which was the the kind of general tournament that fall tournament fall tournament and you know i was as i was playing and i i was you know thinking i'm like okay actually you're doing pretty good you know you're you're probably gonna finish you know you know middle of the pack maybe upper third and you know, then I would, you know, dot done, and I'd look, and I'd be like, "Oh, I finished in the bottom third. Yeah. And I, you know, it was hard to kind of square where I felt my skills were, and then compare it to sort of the population at large, and realize actually you're you're not that great, and you you can you can be great, like you have the ability to do it. You just need to put in the time and. Again, it was a, a question of, look, do I want this to be my only hobby and, you know, drop other things that I do, like, you know, playing magic with my, my you know, friends in real life and playing Dungeons and Dragons with my friends in real life and, and playing other games and, uh, you know, having a, having those other hobbies or do I want to focus just on this? And I said, you know, to myself, you know what, it's just, I'd rather have the diversity and uh, I'll just kind of let this fade away. Yeah. Well, I uh, learned a long time ago that when it comes to like, you know, talking to people about activities, what they want to do and trying to convince people to do things that you're into, when you respond like, oh, come on, man, that's like, like, just play like, come on, you're gonna like it. That that's uh, draining energy to be around and nobody wants it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so like, I very much say like, I would never say like, that it sucks that you stop playing. I'm happy to hear that you are doing what makes you happy because i think that's what we all as people need to do with the limited amount of free time that that we all get you know well and uh, you know all my memories of of playing rando even at the end were all happy ones and so you know i uh i don't have any kind of uh you know bitterness or anything it's more like you know there was a a time in your life that that's what you did and your life changed and your situation changed and that's not a thing you do anymore but that's okay and yeah. I'm really happy that the podcast is still going great. You know, I, I keep an eye on the the, uh, the Discord channel and the level of activity I see is just great. <laughs> you guys are it's been bumping. Yeah, you're you're really doing good. And you know, it, <clears throat> I have no idea in terms of you know where we are in turn and with glitches and uh, the logic and things like that. But uh, 
it seems the community is really healthy and, and you guys are a really big part of it. Yeah. Well, thank you. We have a, a few minutes left here, and I was wondering if you might be interested in hearing some of the developments that have oh, come up. Absolutely. You know, even though I don't play, it's uh, it's still an interesting game and, and has a lot of neat nuances that I care you about. Still, yeah, you speak the language, yeah. so you'll, you'll understand <laughs> what we're putting down here. Uh, the one that I thought you would really be uh, pleased to hear about is a huge Ice Palace break. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> There's a new glitch called Icebreaker. That lets you, uh, so you remember when you go in, you could go all the way to the right and there was that room yeah, that has a chest in it with block, a really yeah. thick wall. Yeah, you can walk through that wall now with the Cane of Samaria. What? <laughs> and it's legal yeah. to do in the it's regular com- competitive yeah. scene. It is allowed to do and it essentially makes you go through Ice Palace kind of the backwards way. And if stuff works out also extremely quickly... Yeah, that would be so fast. It's a delight. Yeah, it, it's it was great. a big it was a big controversy at the time, but I think everyone's pretty pretty pro icebreaker that, now. That's, that's it, great, yeah. It makes the most annoying dungeon not so annoying. And so it also the, completely so removes cane. Yeah. How, it, how do you actually execute it? So you go Oh, we're let's not get into all that. You <laughs> should just, super just go fast. find a different super yeah, we don't fast. have time for yeah, just the... it's it's really easy though, yeah. Oh, it's not hard at all. Uh, How so, is yeah, it? Definitely check that out. So Let's put it easy. this way. So the some of the mentor, or mentees that just were in our tournament that we just did with like the second year, um, which we'll be recapping soon. But some of them came in and didn't know how to do the ice palace bomb jump and they knew how to do the icebreaker. Yeah. Like that's Whoa. kind of how easy it is as far it's as super execution. easy to learn. And just that for really a really uh, just for a really quick explanation of what's actually happening in the game, essentially what you're doing is you're making the game think that you're still in the door frame that you walked into, and that just kind of makes the game not care about any walls or obstacles that's in your way. That's a very like general and easy way to explain it, but that's basically what's happening. Oh wow! Is that Do you guys want to pick out any other glitches to one wow question, Axial with? How how has that gotten applied in the uh, vanilla game? They did not allow it in no major glitches. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. The other thing that they did not allow in no major glitches was probably Diver Down, which is a Swamp Palace skip. Uh, The short version is uh, with the cane or bombs, you can kind of clip into the little mini rail uh, mm-hmm. in the backside where the, you know how there's the two chests that you, you drain, but if you yeah. go down the wrong way, you're stuck there. Yep. Uh, so you can clip into the rail and jump down. And because you jump down, it bypasses the water layer and you're standing on the bottom. So it looks like you're, it looks like you're walking on water and you can just open the chests and keep going. Oh, that's cool. Now you don't have to drain the swamp. It eliminates a lot of backtracking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's big. That's a super fun one. There's also one in tower of Hera. That lets you uh, clip up to the top using a hook shot, like and, uh, from the the entrance, or yeah, it's you from, clip like, from the pot. Yeah, there's like those two big pots that you can fall into from the top, where you yep. get to the bunch of fairies, and you can yep. clip into that, and then the warp in there takes you up to the spot where you would normally fall down into it. So you're basically going straight to the boss, more or less. Oh, that's cool. So you can yeah. skip, or usually you skip the big key in case it's in the basement, but you also take the risk of skipping the big chest if an item is in there. Yeah. You do yeah, re- so that's a fun one. You do that's require a hookshot for that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that makes, because uh, I remember back back in my day, 
you know, Hera, <laughs> if you went in, it was pretty much like, all right, I'm doing everything but the basement. Yeah. But now that's that's some interesting risk reward. Yeah. And uh, also on the podcast, we did do a sports episode and we missed you oh. dearly <laughs> during our sports episode. <laughs> Well, you know, sports aren't really happening now, so I, uh, yeah, yeah. Thank God GDQ just started today. Um, Yes. Yes, indeed. I've I've got my esports. That's right. Yeah. At least. Yeah, we actually uh, wanted to make sure that that we mentioned that because we forgot to mention it when we were going through our other news stuff. So, yeah, uh, GDQ starting today. Um, Everybody, it'll, well, by the time you hear this, it'll have been going for a few days, but be sure to check that out and donate if you can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Doctors Without Borders is a great organization. They deserve the money. Absolutely. So, uh, Axial, thank you so much for jumping in and joining us. It was really a delight to catch up with you and um, to hear, you know, good to hear that you're doing well and Mrs. Axial's doing well. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I I hope you guys are all, all doing good and, you know, you and your families are all healthy and happy in the uh, the pandemic so uh oh, yeah we're good good yeah as, good as well as it can be but yeah everything's fine yeah yeah all right well uh thanks again ax for, for stopping by and uh we'll we'll just get this all finished out and uh yeah don't be a stranger all right thanks guys cool all right speaking of races let's talk about the uh bi-weekly seeds in a quick gmp community update Um, so the first actual community update before we do get into those biweekly seeds are, are the outline says biweekly seeds. It really should say GMP community updates. So I kind of said the wrong thing. This is GMP community update. Oh, Dancy's changing it right now. Thank you. And it's in all caps. So I can't miss it. Thank you. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Dante. Okay. So the first thing is, uh, Uh, Now that the mentor tournament has wrapped up, we do have some things that are still kind of happening within the Discord. We are cleaning it up, but uh, there is one event that is being, uh, I guess, for lack of a better word, sponsored by us. This coming Friday, if you're listening to this the the day it comes out, two days from now, Friday, August 21st at 9 p.m. Eastern, our four admins of the mentor tournament, that's uh, Zylo, Lumaga, Amerith, and Lady Box Thief, are going to be doing a four-way bingo blackout race so what this means is our uh twitch subs have a private channel in our discord and they have been invited to submit bingo square ideas so these are just like little things that you can do in the game um can you guys throw out some examples I'm, i'm kind of blanking on it right now as i try to explain this but give me some examples of like randomizer bingo square things uh one thing would be like visit the rupee room in Eastern Palace. Um, mm, there you go. Open, you know, open every key door in Ice Palace. Uh, open every key door in Misery Mire. You know, weird, weird little quirks like that. You know, we've yeah. seen. I think we've seen stuff like, you know, pick up all the bushes on a certain screen. You know, th- those are pretty standard, I guess. Yeah, essentially yes. just stuff to inconvenience you. It's not going to be something like find the bow in your seat or something, you know, something you're going to do anyways. It's going to be some weird, maybe out of the way thing that is going to inconvenience you in some way, I would assume. Yeah. And we're also trying to avoid, of course, things that they are not up to them, you know, like beat Mothula with the fighter sword. Like, well, what if they find the master sword before then? Then mm-hmm. like now they can't do that. So. Uh, we're avoiding those. Then we're also avoiding ones that are super difficult because we're not trying to torture them. Things that are time consuming, sure, but things that they're just going to have to like die ag- against over and over. 
also not necessarily all that fun to watch but get your death uh, counter to 99 <laughs> yeah like no no thank you so our subs have been uh the subscribers to our twitch channel have been sending those in and uh they're going to raise that again this friday at 9 p.m uh, on the go mode podcast twitch channel and they're going to try to black out the entire uh card of those you know 25 things uh we as hosts are going to go through and pick the final 25 arrange them on the card and uh, they're going to go to town. It's going to be a really good time. I'm looking forward to watching, and uh, I'd recommend it to all of you as well. Also wanted to mention, we do have some, I guess, more unofficial uh, races that are being scheduled to figure out, like, I think our 9 through 16 and the gold bracket wanted to kind of all have, like, an eight-way race to battle it out, which I think is cool. Um, our uh, bracket winners of the gold tempered master, or, yeah, gold tempered master and fighters, I think, are all going to race each other potentially. So, I don't have a whole lot of information on that. I would just say if any of that sounds like something you'd like to check out, be sure to join our Discord and uh, you know check out those channels. Um, sure, surely you'll be able to kind of find that info if you're looking for it. So. Uh, those will be, uh, I think we'll be able to restream those on our Go Mode podcast channel. I just can't tell you exactly when. So so stay tuned to the Discord. Um, all right. So I need to tell you guys a story. I, I, I teased this to her, but I haven't told him the whole thing yet. So <laughs> this uh, needs to be recorded. I need to talk about this. So I was playing a ladder race last Sunday morning. And it was a uh, casual boots, I think, if I recall. And uh, started it out. It was going pretty good. I was on mic, but I was not on camera because uh, I just woke up. I was looking looking pretty groggy. So uh, I'm just like going along, you know, just kind of chatting very casually. And I noticed that everything's sort of shaking. I'm like, what's what's going on here? And I see my monitor just like swaying on my desk. And I realized there was an honest to God earthquake happening oh, while yeah. I was playing. Oh no. Yeah. An earthquake. Ha- and like, so I'm in the East coast. I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. I've never experienced an earthquake in my entire life uh, here on the East coast or anywhere that I've been. So everything starts moving. I actually live not too far from an airport. So I thought maybe there was like a low jet or something. Uh, but um, it went on for about 20 seconds or so. And I said, you know, uh, out loud, you know, there was a few curses. And I was like, I think that might have been an earthquake. And my wife comes running in and she's in a panic. She's like, what's going on? I I continued to play. (laughs) I don't know what, like, I didn't want to lose, you know, and I I thought it might not be a big deal. And and it ended up not being. I mean, I did finish the seed. Um, But uh, yeah, an honest to God earthquake happened while I was playing and I continued to play. Uh, Now, fast forward to, you know, an hour 45 later, this was like seven minutes into the seed when the earthquake happened. I am looking for the red cane and I'm starting to run out of places to look and I look absolutely everywhere. And I'm like, I I get to the final check. It's like spike cave or something and it's not there. And I'm like, oh, crap. And then I look in my menu and I have the red cane already. Oh, no. (laughs) Do you want to know when I got the red cane? During the quake? During the earthquake. Oh, and so no. I didn't realize that I got it and I didn't track it. And uh, that's why I didn't know that I had it. So the earthquake, literally, honest to God, f- caused me to lose that match. Now, could I have at some point noticed that I had the cane in my inventory <laughs> during that hour and 30 minutes in between? Sure. I mean, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I could have. But I went back and looked at the VOD. 
I got it in Blind's basement, and that is exactly when the earthquake happened. Wow. So the earthquake uh. did, and I, I like. There's no doubt about it. Like if you look, I don't remember the exact routing like details, but I'm almost positive I would have won if I would have known I had the red cane all that time. So, oh, that was crazy. That was insane. I feel uh, like that earthquake. story is simultaneously uh, an argument for and against auto-tracking. Right? <laughs> <laughs> because for, you would have probably noticed it in your tracker at some point if it automatically tracked the cane for you, right? Right, but against, exactly. If at some point you use auto-tracking so much that you don't really look at your tracker anymore because it's just doing everything for you anyways, you wouldn't right. have noticed it there either. That's true. It's and you almost might be even more unlikely to notice it in your menu then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. But yeah whatever. Just thought that was kind of interesting. <laughs> That's a crazy story, dude. I thought I it would have been, you know, the only way it could have been even better is if uh, the cane would have been on the uh, on catfish instead of oh, you know, yeah. where you usually get quake. Yeah, I, uh, Oro was in chat. He predicted a Quake Go mode that ended up not <laughs> happening. He said that, and I was like, mm, we'll see if it's Quake. And then literally when I got Quake, I was like, oh, now I see why you said that. You were talking about the earthquake that just, that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> I had already forgotten about it. <laughs> but, yeah, it was a 5.1. <clears throat> pretty pretty crazy. No, uh, Nobody was hurt, by the way. I think, like, I saw a picture of some groceries that got knocked you know, into the aisle <laughs> Rest in grocery store. That was like the most that happened. Never forget. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The it was the it, chicken breasts, the boneless yeah. chicken breast on the floor. So let, somebody had to pick that up. Let's put that in a little perspective. Like, I mean, I'm in North Carolina as well, but kind of on the opposite side. Yeah. I, I, there's been one like Eastern North Carolina earthquake that literally just kind of was like a fart. Basically, it didn't do anything. Like I think a lawn chair chair fell over or something. Uh, but yeah, I I, I apparently it, it apparently shook over here too. Probably much worse for you, Temp, uh, mm-hmm. from based off where it was. But those things in North North Carolina uh, as part of the United States is that that's super rare. It's it's just a sign of 2020 as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I mean, speaking of 2020, when I felt everything moving, like my mind instantly went to the worst possible place. Like I got pretty quiet on that recording and I was like, well, I guess this is it. This is, this is Russia sending bombs or something. <laughs> oh, God. Like the world. The yeah. Just, we live in a yeah, very interesting time. Exactly. So, all right. Um, so that seed for me was two out of three of Three absolute garbage seeds that I played in a row. Um, the last one was a community race I did with some friends that was uh, just absolutely terrible. I ended up climbing GT without the extra key and forfeiting at the top of the tower. I was so pissed off. I tilted. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, and and the first one was a uh, it was the Enemizer BWS from last time. Um, I absolutely hated this seed. I also forfeited it. I died many times. I've sort of blocked it out at this point, but. It was very bad. So I've had three very bad seeds in a row. Dante, did you play this one? I didn't. Um, I uh, I was going to, but I didn't. No, nah, I feel you. Yeah, I have no desire to play another Enemizer for a long time. This seed absolutely was garbage. I want episode 54. It's the two-year anniversary. I want an easy seed. Okay, you want to do, do something fun? Yeah, what do you got? All right, uh, let me make sure this still works. I don't know how often Cynac 
updates the bot. Hey, go ahead and um, talk about something else while I make sure this works. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I was just thinking it would be nice to have a seed that is not uh, absolute ass this time. Um, and not, and, you know, and if you're like a more competitive racer and you like doing these and that sounds disappointing to you, just show us like how much of a badass you are and get a super fast time on this, you know? All right. I want to give a seed that's not like absolutely brutal for a change. So tell me if this is something that you would like to do. It is okay. called light speed. And this okay. is a preset. I'm listening. So you complete the three light world pendant dungeons to ascend Aghanim's tower and grab the Triforce on the pyramid ledge. It looks like a Triforce piece, by the way. But when you get it, the game ends. Um... There's one progressive sword in the item pool, and there's one on the pedestal. So there's no cape or moon pearl in the item pool as well, so you'll never go into Dark World. It's only Light World, uh, and the pendants are shuffled amongst just the three Light World dungeons. So if you so would like to play that, if that's your, so if that's your cho- choice, then we can, we can make that happen. It's going to be quick. I'm sort of intrigued by that. I'd, I'd be willing to give it a shot. Yeah, it's kind of like Ice Rod Hunt, but not bad, you know. Like, have you played one before? I've played a Light Speed before. Yes, uh, they're 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 Is fun. It a good time? Uh, it's yeah. it's fun. It's not like something I'm going to take super competitively. Like, I never want to see that in a tournament. But as far mm-hmm. as like just playing it for funsies, you know, no take backsies and all that. Like, it, it's <laughs> it's pretty good. Um. So. I'm still confused over how this works. So obviously there's a lot less item locations. What items are cut from the pool? Uh, there's no cape and there's no moon pearl. That's it. But what about all the Dark World stuff? You won't get access to Dark World because you don't have access to where the moon pearl. But what about items that are in the Dark World? You never get them. It's beatable only. So like hookshot? You might get... Oh no, you may get hookshot. It may be in the light world, you know? Like... You could get a flute, a hookshot, you know, a lamp. You could get the full shebang, just no cape and no moon pearl. You know, those items are still there. Like, the hookshot's not tied to the Dark World. This you is... said that the... <laughs> I'm so confused, man. <laughs> you, you said that the Dark World items are not there. Well, you well, the don't lo- get access okay. to the item locations in the Dark That's World. It. The randomization still works the same, but it's beatable only, which means... It will only give you access uh, to items that you need to beat the Light World Dungeons. Whatever's in the Dark World doesn't interest you, and you won't get access to it. Okay, I gotcha. So the the randomizer still fills all those out. It just makes it so that you can beat Aga and then... Right. Yes. You'll never okay. get above a Master Sword either, but the good news is you don't have to like fight Ganon. You just have to beat Aghanim, and if you've ever played the game vanilla, then you know that works out kind of nice. Do you have to pull Ped? Yeah, the you do. One progressive sword is in the item pool and one is on the pedestal. <laughs> I got you now. Okay. That that sounds interesting. I'll be done. I mean, we've talked about it so long, I feel like people are probably they understand the rules, they understand how it works. So if they're listening to this, they should be able to go play it. And uh yeah, let's let's give it to them. All right. Sounds cool. Good. I like it. All right. Are you guys ready to have a talk? <laughs> I feel like that's kind of what we've been doing for the past hour. But sure, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> All yeah, right. but I needed some way to transition to our feature. So I know. All right. Um, well, here goes. 
Okay, so this is our two-year episode celebrating two years of the podcast Go Mode, the Go Mode podcast. Uh, and we talked a long time about what we wanted to do for this episode. Obviously, it's it's. I mean, it's a big deal. I think you know maybe not as much as one year, but if you would have told me when I first started this show that we would be going two years from now, I would have been I might have been surprised. So I do think it's it's pretty um, you know it's pretty significant, and I'm looking forward to. Uh, talking a little bit about it when we were going to we, so yeah we were trying to figure out what we were going to do and you know we thought about maybe doing like a clip show going through and finding moments from past episodes we thought about releasing some you know unaired audio and stuff like that um but <laughs> honestly a lot of that stuff is is just a lot of work <laughs> and as kind of a gift to ourselves as the creators of the show wanted to just kind of take it the other way and just have a more casual conversation and, and not worry so much about doing a ton of editing and just just talk very openly and honestly about the last two years, about our rando development in all of that time. And uh, yeah, just just like have a chat here. So um, Herb, this was probably unsurprisingly your idea and a great idea, <laughs> but because it was your idea, I want I want you to kick it off. So um, tell us tell us what's on your mind. What have these last two years held for you? Oh man, I mean, two years is a pretty long time. It always, like, it's, this is probably just a feature of getting older, I guess, but two years always sounds like a long time, but time flies by so fast that it's kind of hard to notice. I think one of my highlights definitely was uh, SGL last year, both as just, you know, being able to go and meet everyone and uh, being an admin as well. That was an experience in and on itself. And yeah. uh, that was a that was probably a big one. Uh, the the my short rando rejuvenation with the introduction of the ladder, which has already kind of taken a nosedive again. I'll have to sadly admit. Uh, we were talking about this in the host channel a couple of days ago. I feel like, uh, yeah, I think in general. Things haven't changed too much for me personally. I still live in the same apartment. I still have the same job. I uh, still play as little rando as ever. (laughs) Uh, I keep my roles as admin in various discords, uh, which uh, always comes with a little bit of work and a little bit of drama here and there, which I'd rather not have if I'm going to be completely honest. It's just always a headache having to deal with anything that is going to make someone mad. And, you know, since it's the internet, it's going to make someone mad. Heavy is the head that wears the crown, especially when you have (laughs) as long of a neck as you do. Yeah, indeed. It's it's not easy. But yeah, it's been fun. Uh, The podcast has been fun as well. I've uh, admittedly had my ups and downs personally. I mean, we've talked about this a couple of times. Everyone that is involved with this knows my feelings on some of the things, but I'm still glad to be around and I'm happy to do it. And I'm very curious to see what the future brings for us. Um, I want to see which direction we take this and and what's going to happen to us. Yeah, me too. Me too. Dante, I'm definitely interested to hear your perspective as someone who has been around for the past, you know, eight to nine months or so, (laughs) Um, a, a whole pregnancy's worth of time you've been here. Um, I don't even know what question to ask you, so I'm just going to let you just kind of ruminate. So, I mean, I've been l- at least listening to the podcast since the beginning. 
all because I was, you know, a wide, wide-eyed, starry-eyed, you know, newbie uh, at one point, and this this podcast called Go Mode Podcast followed me on Twitter, and I was like, oh hey, that, that looks like that's something I might want to listen to, and then I download an episode, and I'm like, oh, they're just getting started, uh, <laughs> like this is new, so uh, I feel like I got in on the ground floor as as a, a viewer slash listener, but uh, but yeah, like it, it was it was really like that was like the highlight every two weeks in a way uh you know listening to that like in the car or cutting grass stuff like that it's like i was really interested in rando and it was cool to hear people talking about it and um i'm not gonna lie there was a couple of times where i had like i think it's ron swanson like the the fictional character where you guys would say something and i was sitting there thinking i know more than you (laughs) <laughs> yeah and that sounds that really is ron swanson that sounds really cocky and you know i don't mean it that way because obviously i didn't want to just like get i didn't want to be that guy that went in the corrections channel and was like you know Ooh, i'm a keyboard warrior look at me go um yeah but uh you know it was like okay well you know that's an i didn't think of it the way you guys thought of it so in a way it was news to me or you know w- whether it be like logic of a dungeon whether it be just this is how, like, the ongoings in the community, like, there were things for me to get from it as well. And, uh, but yeah, like, as far as being part of the, the host crew over the last eight months, uh, you know, gosh, things that have happened, you know, had, a you know, took on league admin, took on racing council, took on having a baby, um, in real life, not like a rando baby, <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, I, I, know I didn't. That would be. I didn't do the heavy lifting as far as the baby part goes. That was that was all my wife. But yeah, um, still don't do all the heavy lifting. Probably like I, like <laughs> I could. <laughs> uh, the only heavy lifting I really do is uh, you know when I'm doing weights and playing dance games. I guess. But oh, I'm sure you're a great dad. Uh, everybody tells me I am, and I'm just like I could probably be better. Like that's just <laughs> my that's my thought about literally everything. Rando life. Uh, everyone's like you know. When I get to my review, like with my job, I'll say sometimes it's like, you know, you're doing a good job. Keep it up. You know, I appreciate everything you do. And then in the back of my mind, I say thanks. And in the back of my mind, like, I know I could probably do better. Like, even if I'm at my best, I, I, I'm that critical of myself. So I'm always like, how can I do whatever I'm doing better? Uh, yeah, that's just how I am. But you know, how can I do this podcast better? I don't know. Temp does such a good job. I can never live up to that because he's got more patience than me. I give you a hard time, uh, you know, obviously, because I care about you. But, like, doing, doing like, all the editing and stuff you do, I have a great respect for it because me just trying to play with this new microphone and some of the audacity settings, I'm like, this sucks. This is, like, <laughs> so tedious. <laughs> so... Uh, I do have a great respect for you with doing that, and I appreciate you letting me get up here with you and Herf to, like, talk about all this crap, and, you know, <laughs> we'll just, you know, I don't have to do any of the heavy lifting here either. I just do what I want and talk about it. That's about it. <laughs> um, well, God, that's really nice, and thank you, Dante. and I'm, you know, the what you said about um, always trying to work harder and do better, that's one of the traits that I really admire about you. I think that's, you know, kind of one of the main things that makes you who you are. And well, I'm sure that can be hard on you personally. Sometimes I do think it it makes you a pretty, pretty great person and certainly a great randomizer player. Um, Well, well, thank you. And I also, I have to say about her too, 
Um, someone, I, I won't say who, if they want to put in Discord that it was them. Uh, so I'm not taking credit for this this comment, but I agree with it wholeheartedly. Uh, it's kind of like any Discord that Herf joins, he has like some kind of skill to roll 20 uh, as far as are you going to be an admin or not of said Discord <laughs> in the rando community. And uh, the fact that you actually put up with a lot of that is uh, impressive too, because just from being a mod in the league and here and racing council, I'm like, Ooh, I am, I'm kind of at my peak. Like I, you know, as far as I say peak, but I mean my, my capacity, my limit. I was like, I don't know if I could keep doing that. So kudos to you for, you know, not being someone who plays literally every day or even every week, but dealing with uh, the community sometimes and listening to people complain obviously is very, very uh, stressful as well. Well, yeah. thanks a lot. I think it helps to be a bitter, jaded old man who <laughs> generally hates everyone. So, <laughs> so yeah, I would say if, if Dante's superpower is like, you know, trying to work really hard, I think Herf's superpower, to be sincere here for a second, is is just like the absolute sheer honesty that you know that you will get from Herf that a lot of people don't have the the guts to, to display. Like Herf will let you know exactly how he sees things and whether something's good or bad or problematic or complicated or whatever the case is. And that's not uh, that's not it's a pretty rare trait. And, and that, I think, has been a huge factor into the quality of go mode, you know, where I'm kind of impulsive and I get excited about things and I want to go with my first idea. Herf has always sort of been there in the background as sort of a you know, way to temper those ideas in a good way and make sure that, you know, I wasn't coming on too strong or doing too much or trying too much or, you know, doing something too silly uh, sometimes, you know, Herf would, <laughs> would be there to kind of make sure that things were more grounded and, and more, um, more attainable and more, I don't know, just better uh, is probably the best way I could put it. So I love having both of you on the show and, you know, I said this to Axe when he was on, and the same applies to both of you. You're allowed to do this show for as long as you want to, and I'm uh, pleased and honored to have you on every every episode. So, um, yeah. Thanks, thanks Tim. Oh, so wholesome. Oh. Yes, it's so wholesome. I hope this is what you all wanted with your two year episode. <laughs> if, this is far from a clip show. This is, but it's it's something. Um, I want to go back to actually something you were talking about, Dante, which is the the very beginning of this show. And maybe just talk a little bit about like that that period of time since we're all kind of feeling nostalgic. That was a huge concern of mine. You know, when you talk about you knowing more than than us, I was that was something I was so hyper aware of. And, um, you know, my reaction to that was just I knew that I had this idea for a show and I knew kind of a tone that I wanted it to take. But I knew that I I knew it had to be good and I knew that. I had to be able to offer some knowledge, even though I necessarily myself didn't have a ton. Uh, I considered it all kind of academic or theoretical kind of knowledge because I did watch a lot of races and read, a, you know, read up on a lot and go into a lot of discords and things. But I didn't have a lot of like execution knowledge and, and I had been in the community for a very long time. So uh, I knew that that was an element that I really wanted us to have on our show and at the time, Axial, that was kind of his, you know, he was kind of getting there. He, he kind of built himself as like, he's 
uh, up and coming in the community. He was getting better and better results in, in races and tournaments and things and, you know, spending some time practicing glitches and stuff like that. But, um, you know, as real life kind of took over for him, we kind of got to a point where it was like I was the one who was playing the most rando and I was never supposed to be the like execution guy or like the the community expert. You know, I was more the, you know, the the editor and one who would like organize the recording times and try to, you know, maybe inject a bit of levity into the show every now and then, but certainly not like the rando guy. Um, so, you know, bringing you onto the show and being able to just say like, I know I want to talk about this and I know a lot of people don't know this, but I'm quite certain that Dante, you know, uh, and just being able to be like, Dante, take it away. Like that's been <laughs> such a huge weight off of my shoulders in making this show. Um, you know, and knowing that there's we have an honest to God, really good randomizer player here to shoulder some of the responsibility of educating our listener base. So, um, yeah, it's it's really funny to hear you say that you were listening and being like, I know, you know, they're they're not saying everything or they might have said something wrong. Um, and and because like that was that was I was so hyper aware of that, too. Uh, but I also thought it was so strange when we started the show, we didn't get a lot of corrections or people saying like, uh, not a great show. They're wrong a lot, you know, or like <laughs> there there wasn't a lot of negative feedback. And that honestly surprised me because of the nature of the Internet. I was sort of ready for people to um, pan it, you know, but the the reaction was pretty positive overall and has continued to be, thank God. And, and honestly, like I've. I wouldn't even mind some constructive criticism here and there just because it's almost kind of creepy how positive, you know, positive all the all the feedback has been over the last two years. But I think it's like, you know, you have that drive to make things better, Dante, and I want things to be good. And her does that, too. And I think that's one of the things that has made the show last for as long as it has. I don't know. That was a lot of stuff to just like I'm just kind of word vomiting at this point. No, but, that was um, I, I know what you mean by the word vomit because I was there. Uh, when I was talking, my, my thing is also, I, I think that kind of, you said people not wanting to, you know, I use the term keyboard warrior where like, they just yeah. want to correct you all the time. I, I think a lot of that is just kind of how this community is as a whole. Um, you know, it, unless you're just doing something really blatantly bad, uh, you know, kind of in a bad spirit, I think, you know, most people are gonna kind of accept and, uh, you know, be positive about what you're trying to do. Whether or not you're mm -hmm. good at it is completely different. But uh, the fact that you're putting an effort, you know, if you're doing something blatant like, you know, stealing ideas and stuff, then people may not like you as much. But, you know, I, I think that 99% of the community is very, you know, very, I guess, wholesome. Uh, since we used that word earlier, I'll, I'll use that word again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I agree with that. I mean, the worst you can usually expect is some trolling. And I know people react differently to trolling and people take it in different ways. And sometimes it can come off as very, like, mean-spirited or, you know, ex exclusionary or maybe kind of in a gatekeeping sort of way or something. But I don't think it's ever really meant in a super harmful way. It's more like, a, you know, poking fun at people in a buddy buddy kind of way if that makes sense yeah i get yeah. i get that vibe most like pretty much 99.9 percent .9 of the time yeah, yeah. so uh, i think uh, you know 
if you if you look at our or if you look at the discussion our our new episode discussion channel or just general the corrections channel that we have for a while and stuff we had a lot of stuff in there like people were like hey listen guys we you know i noticed that this and that isn't quite 100 percent right it's actually like this or have you guys thought about this or whatever but it was never framed in a man this sucks you got this completely wrong kind of way it was always framed yeah. in a like hey guys great episode but i've noticed that this kind of you know slipped your mind or you didn't talk about this or whatever yeah, someone correcting us on something rando related meant that they had listened to the show. Mm -hmm. You know, like and and what I never really heard was people being like, "I'm not going to listen to that because I listened to one episode and it was bad." Those people exist for sure. Like if you look at the numbers of downloads, like just like I'm sure probably literally any show that's ever been created, the first episode has way, way more listens than all the others, with the exception mm -hmm. of Pod, as I've said before. That that episode has more than any, <laughs> which is understandable. But the next most is our first episode, and then it drops off a lot because, you know, people try it out, and maybe it's for them, maybe it's not for them. But, uh, yeah, I think it does – it's a huge, you know, credit to the community that they would frame all of their, you know, feedback in a very constructive way um, – and I think probably, you know, thinking back, we probably did receive some constructive criticism and feedback that was so constructive that it didn't even really register as criticism at the time. It was more like, you know, hey, I noticed the audio was was a little weird this time. And like that would prompt me to go look at our settings and maybe improve it, you know, and improve the the, the quality of the editing over time and, and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, but um it's been a wonderful ride. I am definitely looking forward to making some more episodes. Before we talk too much about the future, um, let's maybe look back at the last couple years. And I'm interested to hear if either of you have any favorite moments, either like in the actual episodes that were re released or recording them or stuff that was, you know, maybe even just in our own private host channel. If you guys have any like favorite moments from the past few years that you would want to share. Hmm. Oh, man. I think I'm uh, thinking hard. As far, uh, the, the first thing that comes to mind for me as far as, you know, a very overarching thing is like maybe a favorite episode or one of my favorite episodes. And I would say that's probably the one with Ack where we talked about cheating. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it's a very difficult topic to talk about and it's always a very difficult thing, especially in the rando community, you know, people are always very split on decisions or oftentimes very split on decisions and things are not ever, you know, black and white and very clear and straight up, you know, you can't just make a hundred percent. I am 1 million percent convinced that everything is correct here. Kind of judgment call. There's always going to be a tiny bit of doubt with those decisions and whatever. And I think that hopefully helped to, really break it down for a lot of people and bring a more general understanding of not only how to, you know, notice cheating or notice suspicious things and that it's not about a single race or a single play or a single thing that someone did. And also to hopefully make people understand a little better how the racing council now looks at things and has to make decisions and eventually comes to, to a decision of what to do with a person that might be suspected of cheating. And uh, yeah, that, that was one of my favorite episodes, and I really hope it brought a little bit more clarity to people on how things go down when stuff like this is happening in the community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm proud of that one. That was, I feel like, 
the 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 moment I knew that was going to be a good episode was when we I put together an outline. I spent a pretty long time on it. Um, and Axial also, I remember, was kind of chipped in on that one too. But we had this outline, and then we sent it to Ack, and he came back and he was like, "Whoa, this this is actually good." And I was like, <laughs> "Okay, this is going to be a, if Ack thinks that." we've done a decent job like laying this topic out and discussing all of it, then I think this is probably going to be pretty good. And yeah, I think, I think that one turned out really good. Um, I'm just kind of looking through our past episodes, man. We've, we've done a lot of stuff. It's so crazy. You know, you spend two weeks as basically working on each of these episodes and it finally releases. And it's like, so quickly you move on to the next one. And I'm just remembering how much time I spent on all of these. And just like, I don't want to say forgot about them, but just like, put them here in the feed and you know hope i i i know people come across them and listen to them and, and enjoy listen you know and enjoy that experience and um yeah after that they're, they're they're kind of just there for anyone to experience but i am sort of done with them after that it's kind of a weird <laughs> yeah <feeling>. it's because <laughs> you know? put so much work in on the front side i think right I totally understand what you mean, though. We, you know, we record it and we kind of like we prepare for it and then we record it and then you work on it and edit it and then you release it out into the wild. And then we're essentially on to the next one. So it kind of just automatically puts the last one more out of your mind. And then the further it gets in the past, the less you think about it. Yeah, I'm proud of the like all of it, you know, like the the fact that we have this backlog of, of quality episodes. Mm-hmm. I, I more than any, just one episode. Like I, there are definitely some favorites. As I look through this. Um, like I really enjoyed when we had uh, fear on and Sir link a lot. Um, you know, I like the, the music. I like the way, you know, the impressions we did at the beginning. I just think that that all worked out really well and was a lot of fun. Um, the, our boss episodes with Ari, I think that's probably the most like high tech, high level we've ever mm-hmm. gotten. Um, I know, like, even there are some, like, really good players that could ha- have listened to that episode and, and gotten a lot out of it. Um, unlike, you know, maybe some of our earlier episodes, like what Dante was saying, where it's like, it's it's a, it's a different perspective, but you're not exactly teaching me, you know, a lot of hot tech or anything. Um, the the recent series that we did on damage, I, I like the idea of, like, you know, research. I, I like the episodes where I, we have to actually do research. Because uh, then I feel like we're a lot more likely to find something that maybe people didn't know about, even people who are really good at the game, and uh, you know serve that up to them and and maybe provide them with something that they can use. Um, yeah, just all these episodes, you know. Oh man, time just oh yeah slips through your fingers like sand, doesn't so it? So time flies. One episode that really stands out to me. Uh, I don't know if I could. I don't know if I want to like put it as my favorite, but one that really left did leave an impression on me uh, before I was, you know, uh, a host was the one where you guys had Rick on and talking mm. about commentary. And I think a lot of people who are, you know, kind of getting bit by that commentator bug, uh, you know, like they enjoy doing it maybe here with the the mentor tournament and it was their first time doing it. And now they want to potentially do, you know, like main tournament league or speed gaming daily stuff like that. Um, my thought is listen to that episode because that episode has a lot of really good content about how to be a good commentator, how to, you know, have a good balance of having fun yet keeping it serious. And, you know, it, it, I got, I got a lot out of that episode personally, uh, from watching it. Cause I did enjoy doing commentary at the time still do. It's just, 
finding time to do it all is really tough. But but yeah, that was a really great episode with just kind of, you know, a view into how, you know, people look at, you know, what's what's good commentary style. Yeah. And that's an example of an episode that I consider to be sort of randomizer adjacent where it's not it's very much not like the dealing damage or rupee collecting or anything that's so specifically about a link to the past mm-hmm. uh, or ALTTPR but more about our community and just like the uh you know things that that, that kind of arise from us having this giant community with so many people i think one of them is this weird you know the restreaming that we do as a community that's i think sort of unique to us um I, I love finding stuff like that. You know, we've talked about maybe one day doing like, you know, an episode all about like uh, the business side of Rando. Like there are ads on the website. So that means that some revenue is collected. And I think it'd be really interesting to, you know, learn more about that sort of thing. And that has nothing to do about the 1991 game really specifically. But I think it's a really interesting topic, um, you know, and, and other other kind of topics like that. I really enjoy those episodes, too, because it's not just about how good are you at the game, but we can all kind of have an opinion and a conversation about those sort of things, you know, and, and how we feel about them. And I think those make for pretty good episodes. That's another thing about the show. I think, you know, if if a, if someone else had made a podcast about Randomizer, they could have done it in a way where it was almost scripted, where it's really more about the education than it is about hanging out. There could also be another one where it's a lot more about hanging out and just kind of talking about the game and not really getting into specifics the way we do. We kind of try to cover all of it. Um, but I, I knew I wanted it to be kind of a casual, just sort of hang out. Cause that's what I like to do. I like to just casually <laughs> hang out. And like, I think it goes back to, you know, we, when we did all hang out at speed gaming live and we were just, you know, having beers and just, kind of you know talking like i i think that is uh something that i really enjoy for sure is just having casual conversations and i think that's another reason that we've been able to do this show for as long as we have is just you know it, it is very casual and kind of off the cuff and not so not too produced and and too put together yeah for sure um, so I guess now, uh, maybe we can just talk a little bit about the future of the show, because this is something that we've discussed quite a bit and, uh, worked on our, our messaging here. We've talked just to give you a little peek behind the screen, since that's sort of the theme of this, ep- uh, theme of this episode, we've talked a lot about how we even want to say this, um, just because it's something that's very important to us and that we care about a lot. Um, so to start, I just want to say that I am fully committed to, continuing to do this show for the indefinite future. Um, I was listening to a podcast, actually a behind the scenes sort of like Patreon podcast the other day um, that was someone written, wrote in a question that was like, you know, what do we do if we want to have a podcast? And their advice was like, well, it's great if you want to have a podcast, but unless you have a person who's willing to edit the episode down and sit down and do all the hard work uh, on a regular basis, then don't even bother having a podcast. You can't have one without that. Um, and I'm very happy to say that we do have that person in Tuesday Temp. Tuesday Temp is me. I am Tuesday Temp on Tuesdays. My name <laughs> oh, is Temp. Oh, God. Really? <laughs> in case in, I don't want to just wow. talk about myself all in the third person and totally, you know, uh, disassociate myself from myself when I'm editing. But I do like to refer to the editor version of myself as Tuesday Temp because I do think of hosting the show and producing it as a very different role from editing it down. And as long as we have 
someone who will edit it down, aka me, and is willing to do that in the future, this show can go on indefinitely in some form or another. And uh, I'm happy to report that Tuesday Temp is happy to continue to do this for the foreseeable future. So this show is not going anywhere. Another thing I want to make very clear is that it will always be free. This show will always be free every two weeks to everyone. We will never put this show behind like a paywall or force you to pay in order to listen or anything like that. Um, now, uh, we uh, are looking at – no, I'm not going to say looking at We're doing it. I just have to commit. We're going to add a <laughs> donation button to the description of this episode. So I just want to start by saying you are not expected to donate. You do not have to. It's a weird time. It's 2020. Uh, money is really tight. I know for a lot of people that are dealing with, you know, employment, unemployment issues, um, do not feel like you have to donate. This is just something that we uh, have decided to provide. If you feel like supporting the efforts that go into making this show, uh, you can do so using that donation button. Think of it like a streamer just kind of has like a donate button in the description of their stream. 99% of people ignore it, but it is there if you want it. And and that's how I'd like you all to think about it. Uh, now, this is kind of where we landed on this. Um, the original idea and what I had personally had wanted to do was to launch a Patreon. And we basically decided against that as a group because we weren't 100% sure that we could provide the kind of content that people would want to pay for. Uh, and we definitely would not want to ask people to pay us on a recurring regular basis without being able to provide quality content in exchange. We just wouldn't feel good about that. Um, and none of us is hard up for money or anything like that. So it's not like we need to do this. It was just, uh, I think the thinking was, you know, if we were receiving uh, more financial compensation, we'd be able to do kind of more things and going above and beyond. Like, for instance, all the stuff I mentioned earlier in the episode about, you know, doing a clip show and going through and finding unused audio, you know, that's really time consuming stuff. And, um, you know, I wouldn't want to take that project on unless I knew that people were really excited about listening for it. And, you know, one way to show that is by, showing that support monetarily. So I don't know. It's just something we were kicking around. I hope that it has, has everything I've said so far sounded okay to the two of you in terms yeah, of how absolutely. it's all been phrased. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we're yeah, just... we, we talked about this a lot. I want to hand it over to you guys to, to give your two cents, but we really wanted to be careful about how we even discussed this. Yeah. Um, it was kind of a scenario. I mean, I, I'll say a little bit and I'll let her kind of do his piece, but, um, I don't know. It was just, it's a scenario of, it's like, you know, we'd love to do this and it would be kind of, you know, like you, uh, a way of you wording it like an extra motivator, but uh, as far as the Patreon like idea at the time, but yeah, where's our ceiling with, with content that we could provide that is one entertaining two high quality um, and three, not going to burn us out uh, at the same mm -hmm. time. Uh, like all of that is things you have to, they, those are things you have to keep in mind and uh yeah it's just it, it also does we didn't want it to i didn't want it to look like hey guys give us money like I, right I, I you know I, I jokingly have like a very crude donate button on my twitch and i think it's been used like in two years maybe like four times and that's totally fine like uh donate buttons are 
I feel like that's a really good ground for us to go now because there there have been people who have asked, you know, how can we help um, if I wanted to? And we, you know, don't really have a way. Uh, the only way right now is through the Twitch page, which is another way. And that just, I, I think I've turned this into an, a hashtag ad, so I'm sorry. But, um, you know, people who sub to that, great. If you don't sub to it, also great. If you're just here to see biweekly seeds uh, or the tournament, that's fantastic. Like, we love having you here. We love having you in the Discord. Discord's, you know, free. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I think everything as it stands is great. Just, you know, I hope nobody, I don't think anybody will, but I hope nobody takes us, like, saying, hey, here's a donate button, like, that we're trying to strum up cash. It's just, you know, the people who right. do want to do, like, go a little above and beyond, like, all right, we'll we'll give you a way to do it, but you're never required to do it. Yeah, I think that's that's a, a definitely worth mentioning, and I think gets to the heart of why we've spent so much time talking about this. Is we really don't want to seem like we're begging for money because we definitely are good. We're good, and we're good to keep making this show for free the way it's been made. Again, indefinitely. Um, this is just an option if you want it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, to say my part about it, I think you guys pretty much touched on everything that we talked about beforehand as well. Uh, I think one important point that is probably extremely clear and obvious to everyone, but that we haven't mentioned explicitly yet and that I feel like we should mention just to be on the safe side is any money that goes to us, be it through Twitch subscriptions, the donation button that we will add, or maybe a coming patreon should we decide for it or should like the community feedback be like yeah you guys absolutely should make a patreon we would love to give you 10 bucks a month for nothing in return uh, <laughs> um, but um uh, my point is any money that you give us is there's very little monetary cost to producing the gomo podcast uh, there's a bit of hosting costs for you know the website and everything uh, but there's an incredible time and effort cost, especially for Tim, for doing all the editing work. So any money that you will donate or give to us will go straight to compensating Tim for all the time and money he puts in and eventually to better the podcast itself in yeah. multiple ways, starting from, you know, better microphones and equipment for us to record to maybe moving away from recording over a discord call and recording in some other way if we you know have the possibility to stuff like that we're, we're not as the other guys have said we're not asking you for money we're not begging for money we're not trying to line our own pockets and you know buy a sweet new gaming rig with the money that you're going to give us or something anything that you might want to give us and that you will give us will immediately go back 100% into the podcast and just make the podcast a better product. Yes, definitely. Well said. Um, and I'm keeping track of all of the, you know, hosting fees and basically everything goes towards zeroing those out right now. Um, and then everything after that will, you know, discuss and, and work on and kind of figure out which way it should be split. And, and a lot of it will go towards, um, yeah, equipment, um, you know, maybe getting somebody to do some graphics, which is something that we definitely need a little bit of an update on. So yeah, it, uh, towards improving, I think is a, a great way to put it. 
All right. Well, uh, looking over at our, our time, I think I think that can about be the, the wrap up for this conversation. Um, the last thing we just wanted to say, uh, again, we've said it many times, but I'll continue to say it many more times. Thank you to all of you who are listening. If you're listening to this right now, if you're this far into our two year celebration episode, then clearly you are someone who enjoys this podcast. And, and all I can say is thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, we might have also lulled them into a coma, to be fair, but I think they probably enjoy it. They're like probably it. asleep right Wake now. Up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'll let them let them sleep. Guys. You know, it's the least we can do. They gave us that that download. That's fair right. Enough. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, again, just seriously, thank you guys so much. I I I mentioned before. I, it's kind of surprising that this has lasted two years. From my perspective, I knew that I would be willing and able to continue to make this show and. Uh, I'm super pleased that I have two other people that, that feel the same way. But if people didn't listen to the show and like it and give us positive feedback and get really excited about episodes and have long winded discussions about them the day after they release, I don't know if I could have kept making it, you know, like it's, it's because of that feedback from people who are enjoying it that have made it so easy to continue to make over, over these last two years. So, um, you know, I literally couldn't, I don't, I don't think this podcast would, would be around if we didn't have that support. So, uh, thank you so much to, to all of you. And, and here's to our next two years of go mode. All right. That's, that'll, that'll wrap that up. Um, we do have one fetch question, but actually, as I think about it, it is very much a mentor tournament, um, fetch question. So I think Ooh. we should probably save that for next episode when we do get yeah, into sure. when we get into the mentor tournament. Yeah. So um, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap up the show. I'll go through my spiel. Uh, email email gomodepodcast.com. We're on Twitter at gomodepodcast. Join our Discord. Links in the description. Especially if you're looking for info on those extra mentor tournament races. I'm sorry. Really, the best info I can give you is join those discords and ask around. Um, that's probably going to be the best way. Um, if you want to watch me play rando, uh, hopefully better than I've been doing it recently, hopefully no, like, you know, major disasters or anything like that will happen. You can do that by going to twitch.tv slash temp underscore. Um, what do I want to shout out? Um, come back to me. I'll, I'll do mine in a second. Dante, you go ahead. <laughs> All right. Uh, I just want to shout out, uh, this is like back to the selfish plug. Uh, I've been streaming DDR like I always have been. Uh, I'm really trying to hit the 3,000 mark as far as the perfect score, uh, you know, tally goes. Uh, we're as of last night, I think we're 40. Uh, last night being sat, uh, Friday night, you know, since we're recording Saturday, we're 48 away. And uh, I mean, right now we're currently, I think, highest in the world as far as the like counting these. I don't think anybody else is stupid enough to put almost 3,000 <laughs> on the spreadsheet. But regardless, um, if you enjoy watching me rage a little bit at this game because I'm playing the old mixes where stuff doesn't really make sense um, <laughs> as far as musically, rhythmically, or anything else sometimes. Uh, it's <laughs> It's been a, a nice... Like, this week has been a rage-filled uh, stream, like, just kind of throwing towels across the garage like, you gotta be kidding me. So uh, <laughs> if you also hate that, then don't, don't you know, it'll put a bad impression of me on you. So don't don't watch it if you hate that type of thing, but... That's what we're going for. It's kind of like been my my short term like site right now, and um, also I've been playing Fall Guys as com comedic relief. Fall Guys is <laughs> charmingly fun and stupid. Yeah. Um. So 
I almost want to shout out Fall Guys, but since you just mentioned it, I'm actually going to shout out the other game I've been playing online a lot, which is uh, Panel Depon on the Super Nintendo like Switch SNES service or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Panel Depon is the Japanese version of Tetris Attack, and uh, MT Admin Zylo and I have been having some really intense Tetris Attack matches back and forth. We're both, it turns out, really good at the game. And uh, it's a really fun competitive game when you have two people that are that are good at it. So I'm going to shout out Panel to Pond. That's a super fun game. And it's on Switch. You can play it online. So check it out. Herf, what about you? Uh, you can find me, well, I don't know if you can actually find me, but you can find my Twitch channel at <laughs> twitch.tv slash herfydurfy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you can travel back in time tonight, or rather not tonight for the Americans today at 1 p.m. Eastern, Time I will be playing Among Us with the crew, a uh, game of deceit and lies. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have heard of that. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty cheap game. It's like five bucks on Steam, and it's for up to ten people. And it's essentially a mafia kind of like game. It's ten guys on a space station that have to do different tasks, but two of them are uh, imposters and aliens, and they have to sabotage the others. And then there's like a a round table call every x minutes where the people can discuss and say who they're uh who they're suspecting of being an imposter and vote them off the space station so to speak and the goal is to win or lose depending on what side you're on that sounds super cool that reminds me of uh space station 13 have you heard of that game yeah it's much less like open-ended and much less crazy than space yeah. station 13 but it's <laughs> it's got the same space theme kind of thing going on that sounds super fun i'm going to check that out yeah so that should be fun and uh i want to shout out undermine which is a roguelike that has been an early access on steam for quite some time is now finally out in its final version and uh, it's surprisingly similar to Binding of Isaac, which is probably why I love it so much. And it's consumed like all my free time. Mm. Whenever I sit at my PC and I'm like, oh, I kind of want to play something, but I don't know what. I'm always drawn to that. Um, so, yeah, I, I would love to do like a mini podcast with you guys just talking about video games in general. Mm-hmm. And we would talk about stuff like this for sure. Maybe that'd be like a Patreon thing. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) i don't know um okay last thing i'll say is if you can uh if you if you were like turning your nose up at this this money talk and you're just like oh my god disgusting but you still want to help us in some way the absolute best way to do that is to leave us a five-star review on itunes we really appreciate that we're at 44 right now so we are fighting for 50 i would love to see us at 50 by the end of the year so if you have not yet rated the show and you enjoy it, we would love to uh, hear from you on iTunes. Uh, if you could rate us five stars, that would be awesome. Uh, and then, so I guess that ends the episode. I uh, hope you enjoyed. Um, we will be back next week with our mentor tournament wrap up. And then I think after that, we'll get like really back into rando for for those of you who enjoy those episodes. But thanks for humoring us for this one. Uh, we will be back in two weeks and uh, we'll, we'll see you then. Thanks, time to mirror out.